the reality is there are forces actively working against you getting this information and it, they are working against you acquiring the level of wealth that you truly desire and deserve. So come in it. Yes, you need the financial literacy, but start in a place of understanding what the playing field is. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome, welcome to the Nurse Boss Shift. It's your girl, Dr. Kiana Jones, and I have a very special guest, Miss Star Melancon, who is coming in to drop some financial tea for my nurses. I know you guys are probably wondering, where is my business bestie? Well, she's not here today. So this will be just Star and I who are going to dive in to the financials, break open the books and really talk to you nurses about some things that we're going to have to change. And I don't mean now, but like right now when it comes to our financial climate. Um, so first of all, Star, before we get started, I do want to give you an opportunity to go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background. Absolutely. And I'm grateful to be here. So, yeah. yes. Um, so my name is Star Malonesone. So I am from California. Um, my company is She Building Her. So I'm a financial strategist. I help women transition from making money to building sustainable wealth. Um, that was birthed from my time in corporate America. So I'm a degreed um, biopharmaceutical microbiologist. That's what I was in a past life in corporate America, which just means that I went into the corporate side of microbiology versus the academic side. Um, and when I was in corporate, you know, I was making a really awesome salary, like, you know, over, like uh, well over the 200 um, K mark for my compensation salary, I mean, compensation package. Um, but I was like salary rich, but actually poor, <laughs> you know, it was like, I was making money. Nurses can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like making all the money and really like living this girl boss kind of lifestyle. You know, you go get the bins, you know, you go like, you do all these little things that you feel like are the, the status symbols or whatever. Um, but then it really like I was the only black woman, I was the only black person, period, from, you know, as far as I can see. Um, and being in such close proximity to my colleagues, I realized that they were like really building wealth. So like on paper, we were probably making the same or similar amount of money, but they were investing and they just had all these strategies going. And I would overhear them talking and I would just feel very small and, and very insecure in the corporate space. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just kind of took this journey of, of learning mm -hmm. um, about money. Mm -hmm. And I kind of went from like really just doing everything wrong with my finances, like bad credit. Like I was the person that dug my head in the sand when it came to like, if I didn't open the, open, open the, you know, envelope, it didn't exist kind of thing. Um, uh, it was just like, 
<laughs> I just had a super toxic relationship with money and and and, and finances. Um, and I just went on this whole like exploration of learning um, just about how to build wealth. And then like, not just wealth, but like how to sustain it. Because I knew in the corporate environment, um, I like that wasn't sustainable for me. Like it, I knew that I wasn't going to be there as long as I thought I was going to be able to be there until like I retire. So I needed to understand how money worked um, and then how to keep the money working. And so once I got that down, I just started implementing. Eventually I started like helping family and friends and family. And then it was, and she building her was kind of birthed from there. Just my um, really ability to just break down these concepts, financial concepts and terms in a really relatable way where people felt empowered to do it. And, and that is my journey. So that's how I got from corporate to she building her. So, okay. So, so when you, first of all, making over 200 K <laughs> that's a hard transition, right. To go from that to like, you know, in entrepreneurship, it's kind of like you could be making barely making a thousand dollars a month <laughs> dollars, right. It's, it's a lot of highs and lows and ebbs and flows. So what connection did you have? And I always tell people like there has to be an anchor, right. That's bigger than you. So what was your anchor um, that would make you believe enough that you could have a sustainable, you know, revenue coming in to be able to transition? Or did you do a gradual or like what happened? Um, you mean in terms of the actual transition from corporate to going full time entrepreneur? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was um, that was a doozy. Well, the first thing is on the practical level, it was a lot of planning in the background. So it was um, me trying to figure out ways to to like substitute. So basically, I started saving more. Obviously, I started investing very, very aggressively. I started invest in stocks. I started investing in. Um, stocks that were uh, what we call like kind of like accelerated growth stocks, meaning you can see like a lot of um, return in a short amount of time, meaning like a year, you know, 18 months, two years, that's like short term <laughs> growth in my area of investing. Um, so I started doing this because I wanted to make sure I could just do a couple things, right? Like for instance, I used to get an annual bonus. So I wanted to make sure like if I start investing now and I can see growth within 18 months or 12 months, then that growth, I'm willing to sell that stock off, use that money as like my annual bonus. You know, I started saving more. I started really utilizing all of the types of um, like financial accounts that was available to me. I started um, understanding different things like the different assets that I already had, like cash accumulating life insurance. And it was, it was a lot of planning in the background to make sure that I wasn't bleeding my um, family dry of our like savings. And I wasn't completely dependent on my husband, even though like I knew he had my back, but like I was a person who really didn't believe in entrepreneurship. So for me to go from this corporate job and be a person who preached for so many years, like why would anybody ever be an entrepreneur <laughs> to like leaving this job and starting my, my journey? Uh, it was a, it was a, it was quite the transition for people to wrap their mind around that it was me 
doing that, you know, um, because they thought like, this is your dream job. This is what, this is everything you ever wanted, you know? And so I just had to do a lot of practical stuff in the background. Um, but that, that also came with a lot of, um, back, backsliding, I guess, like, 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 you know how you about to jump into double Dutch, you know, like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put the, you know, and you're like, ah, just a little bit longer. Oh, well, my bonus is coming. Oh, yes. Yes. So it, it was, a it was a lot of that until, um, God just made it unbearable for me. You know, like I, I went through like a really, really traumatic um, fertility journey. And then that was compounded by like a lot of the beginning of the Black Lives Matter kind of stuff going on. And I was very, my emotions were extremely heightened. I was the only Black person. I remember wearing a t-shirt with like all like Sandra Bland and you know, Michael Brown, all these people on names written on the back and I got to work and people were like, Oh, who are they? I'm like, are you like, what, you know? And it was just that, it was just all of that together that just made it really unbearable for me, you know, to, to stay. And so ultimately with the practical planning and then that just push, you know, I just, I did it. And that was, that was just that. And it was very difficult and it was very difficult for, um, like at least a year and a half to two years. It wasn't just like, I, 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 I'm not one of those stories. I was like, I left everything. And then my first three months I made, you know, six figures or a million dollars. I am not that story. Right. But I love, I love, cause yours is very similar to a nurse's journey in that we, you know, of course we exchange a lot of hours for the money, but nurses are workers. Like we will go and get the money. Like we'll pick up a ship. We'll do all of that. And at the Mm -hmm. same time, we're burning ourselves out during the process, but we look good. And yes, we have all the things, but there's a, (laughs) I believe there's a a compromise we're making and that compromises for our mental, physical, emotional wellness for, to continue this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so what I am hearing as a nurse mentor is that this is also, this could be an option for us as nurses, like how can we get to the point where we are able to leverage these other financial industries and institutions so that we can cut back a little bit and not have to work, you know, four or five, 12 hour shifts in a week, but maybe we can do this as a side business as well. Is that what you're Mm -hmm. seeing with the current clients? Um, repeat the last part of your question again. Okay. So are your current client, like, do you have clients who are working full time, but like really investing in the stock market as a part of like their side business or bringing in additional revenue without having to compromise additional time in doing so, like exchanging their time for money? Oh, that's a great question. So, um, yes and no. So my clients traditionally, um, they know that I, I do not, like, I'm not teaching anyone how to build a business or how to create necessarily income from the stock market or from any of the avenues that I do. I am really showing people how to flip their bag into wealth, sustainable long-term wealth that they don't have to work for. They don't have to trade time, expertise, energy, anything for. So more so what I do is I give women the freedom, you know, the financial 
freedom to decide if they want to transition from you know the bedside to entrepreneurship. Why? Because they have a financial strategy in place that will have their back through that transition, you know, and even longer. So it's not really like the women that come to me, they're not looking to like leave their job to do investing full time. It's more so like I'm making all this money and what I don't want to happen is I'm making all this money now, you know, I get older or I, I, you know, one in four women become disabled during their prime working years. Like I get disabled or I want to take time to go care for a child or a parent and I, or I'm, I'm, I'm working in a super toxic work environment, but don't have the choice to leave, you know, like investing and really understanding your money and having these strategies in place gives you the freedom to make decisions that are best for you. Not necessarily like just, just exiting corporate. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And I believe that number is much higher for nurses that one in four women for sure. Because I mean, us getting injured at work is common, commonplace, like often pulling up patients, patients falling, you know, it happens and not just physical, emotional too, you know, the abuse we encounter on a daily basis, you know, just horizontal violence is high. Um, So that just brings me to a question then that I want to ask. So I get what you're saying. Is it sustainable? Basically, you're providing them with options. You, Mm -hmm. by being able to build up your financial portfolio, that gives you leverage. That gives you options to be able to make decisions for you and not have to deal with things in your workplace just because you need the money, essentially is what I'm hearing from you. Is that pretty accurate? Yes, absolutely. Like, if you have assets and you have assets that you can ultimately, like, liquidate, you know, get cash from to pay your life, your, you know, your bills in real life, um, that gives you exactly what you said, options. That gives you the option to stay or to leave. That gives you the option to not have to tolerate sexual harassment in the workplace. And you don't have to say, oh, I have to stay here until I have another job. You can leave and then find another job in the in-between time, liquidate some of these assets, pay for your life until you find your next move. You know, you have like, it's, it's just, it goes that, that freedom is just like a safety net to support you through all the choices that you want to make. But some people can't make because we have real life life in, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. I see exactly what you're saying. I guess. So my question is, and this is kind of switching a little. Have you ever worked with nurses before? <laughs> have <you worked> with- <laughs> um, yes, actually nurses. So I have, so my program Road to One Million, my number, um, I don't know if it was my, so my top two um, careers that attend these events is realtors and nurses. Okay. So yes, I have. What do you a find lot. is our biggest, challenge financially what do you find is our biggest like as a group i know this is generalizing so every there will be exceptions you guys who are listening so if you (laughs) know everything about financials i'm not talking to you but i'm talking to the average nurse um what do you find as a though as a collective seems to be our biggest challenge financially financially is twofold 
first of all, it's the the want more, work more mentality, mm. right? Mm. So because you all know. Yeah, please elaborate, elaborate on that. (laughs) (laughs) Because y'all know the money is there for the taking. Mm. So it's nothing for you to pick up a contract. It's nothing for you to work the day shift. It's nothing for you to, you know, I know you would think this is just from working with my clients. It's nothing for y'all to be like, like, you know that the money's there. Work some overtime, whatever it is. Like, you have the skill. You're always in demand the money is there. So a lot of the time it's like you, it's almost like one of this very, it's this very like nonchalant attitude. Like, well, if I want to, if I want to take a trip, if I want to buy a house, want to buy a car, if my kid needs something, if anything, it's like, I'll just go do this and the money will come. So Mm -hmm. you are always in this want more, work more mindset, Mm -hmm. but the long-term effects of the want more, work more mindset are um can be somewhat detrimental okay because on one hand you don't realize that you're creating a lifestyle for yourself that cannot be sustained without the work more part Woo, child please say that again because some people is gonna go over their head say it in another <laughs> way please start say it in another way so, <laughs> please so if you, you know, you know, with your base salary, you live fine, mm-hmm. but anytime you want to exceed that or do, you know, get braces for your kids, you know, buy a new car, do, get a home, go on, whatever, you have to literally work physically more hours, right? And so you, that's not sustainable for the long term. Mm-hmm. A, we talked about, you know, nurses getting hurt and things like that, but also it's like, um, you you're going to get older <laughs> like your body's not going to be as agile forever and imagine working your ass off for all these years creating this lifestyle that 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 relies on all this money and then you get a little older you can't work as many hours you can't work as hard and then you have to completely shrink your lifestyle in retirement Mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite of what people think is going to happen in life. They think I'm working hard now so I can live my best life later. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you're basically, this is like, if you want to live, you know, under this umbrella of this is as good as it gets, that that's what you're creating for yourself. Because if you create a lifestyle that requires you to work more then when you can't work more, what happens to that lifestyle? It collapses. It's not sustainable. I think that part that you're talking about, the want more, work more, is what we often in nursing, we say it's like a, um, we work in shifts. We like our money is in shifts. It's like, okay, I want to go on a $3,000 trip. Like all I got to do is pick up four shifts or I want a you know, new car. And yes, it's maybe over my budget, but I'll just work an extra shift a week and like that'll pay for the car. Mm. We are not taxed. We are not realizing that the, the tax on that is irreplaceable like we we're being taxed physically on that you can't quantify Mm -hmm. it but you're paying Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. realized that early on and i thought to myself and this was like i was just barely becoming an entrepreneur and i was just saying like i can't if i stay like where i'm going i know i'm getting older which Mm -hmm. means i'm physically declining right Mm -hmm. like the way around it then mm-hmm. what am I going to do when I continue to, like you say, mm-hmm. more, 
work more. I can't, I won't be, that's not, won't be sustainable for me physically. Mm -hmm. Add on the mental, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the, all the other things that come along with being a nurse. And I don't think, and it's funny because I remember star, I put up, I don't remember even what real it was, but I remember your comment and you said, does everybody know that nurses are like staging in a coup right now? <laughs> and I thought that was so And I thought it was so funny because I know you're not a nurse. And then you're like, hey, like people, like something's going on here because there are so many other fa- factors that internally we know. If you're a nurse, Mm -hmm. but like outside people don't realize the emotional toll it takes on us dealing with family, dealing with doctors, dealing with all these different people on the healthcare team, and also trying to be emotionally, emotionally available for someone who is not well, right? Trying to encourage them, trying to like, it's so much. And so when you are working these extra shifts, you're also doing more of that, which is mm-hmm. already taxing on us, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't think people really realize that. And then at some point, and then you add on COVID, right? Yeah. There is literally post-pandemic traumatic stress disorder, a real thing right now. Wow. I suffer wow. from it, and I know a lot of people who work during COVID who suffer from it. And it involves wow. anxiety. Like, I have night sweats. I have, like, I still think about that, you know, because wow. in those eight weeks, more people died on me than I've had in my whole 15-year career. And so that messed with me. And, like, I didn't realize it. So I started doing my research. I put my little PhD hat on. I was like, it's got to be a thing, right? Because I know I'm not the only one, sure enough, looking it up. And I'm seeing all of this. So that work more, want more, is (laughs) (laughs) do you see the black hole that it's taking us down? Whereas if we just make that switch, if we just make a decision to like you said, you what you did is basically you you learned a skill. Like you took the time and learned about it, even though it wasn't your specialty. It wasn't what you went to school for. Because us as nurses, we gonna go to school, right? So, but it wasn't even what you went to school for. But it's giving you that freedom, and it did take work, and it did take time, and it did take a level of discomfort, I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah. But I think we don't think about that as nurses because. Now it's so ingrained in us, it wouldn't even feel right to bring in money and not have exchanged that time, right? It's like, even me, yes. like, you know, a mentor and I get these, these stripe notices and I'm like, okay, I'm sitting at home right now. This feels weird. Like, um, <laughs> I'm used to it, but it's still, it's a feeling of like, you don't feel like you worked for it, but you did work for it. It's just a matter of firing oh, yes. yourself on how you look at money. <laughs> yes. I, I also want to mention that, you know, contract work is a big thing in nursing right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And most contracts don't offer any sort of retirement plan. Mm-hmm. That is so dangerous. Like, I just want all nurses to understand like, especially if you've ever read um, Grant Cordon, Tenet. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have. Right. So a lot of the time we're thinking about 10X in terms of like how we can 10X things, right? Just mm-hmm. know that everybody has that mindset. Mm-hmm. So when these, you know, uh, healthcare facilities are giving you these contracts, it's because they're getting 10X the work, you know, they're getting 10X from you, right? Yes. 
And yes, ma'am. <laughs> so just re- remember that, yeah, you're getting a lot of money up front, but at the end of the day, they're not offering you any kind of retirement compensation, any kind of benefits in terms of any of that. So it's all on you. Okay. It's all on you. And if you don't prepare yourself and you're just chasing the bag that's right in front of you, you're going to have a real problem down the line. Okay. Okay. A real problem. Since you brought up travel, this is something that I wanted to ask you about too. And this is something that I thought about during the pandemic, like when we were in it and I was watching all these, I only did one travel assignment. It was a great one. It was like a 10 K a week locally, not too far from my house. It was great, but it was nurses Mm -hmm. who worked two years straight, 18 months straight, right. On these type of assignments. Explain to me if these groups of nurses did not invest or leverage that money some kind of way and now they're back out there on the grind. What is that an indication of? And, and what I mean by that, I don't know if you know what I mean, but what I mean by that is like, money is not our problem, <laughs> is what I think. Um, what What is that an indication of from a financial, you know, you being the person that you are expert? What, did, what do you what is what is the end? What is what is them working the two years as two years worth of travel assignments? Yeah, like, and now don't have money. Like, didn't leverage it. Didn't do anything. Um, My thing is, you know what? It, money. You know what it reminds me of? Enough. What? You ever heard that? Uh, it used to be a meme on social media, like a, a audio part. That says just skip to the good part. Do you remember? Yes, that? yes, yes. That's what that reminds me. Everybody just wants to skip. <laughs> everybody just wants to skip to the good part, which is like having the money and outwardly living the lifestyle. But they don't they don't you're but they're they're building this house of cards, you know, essentially that's just it's not sustainable. So really it's just uh it's just indicative of mindset, but it's not really that you can blame anybody for having the mindset because ultimately our culture cultivates the mindset. And then also there's a lot of disparities. You know, when we talk about women, when we talk about black people, black women, all these the what, what wealth gaps and all this kind of stuff. So a lot of people are like, shit, it's my turn. Like I need to, you know, and so you can't really blame people for having the mindset, but at the same time, like, You know, it's just again, we this sustain the word sustainable is like a, is going to be the, the 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 recurring theme here. It's just not sustainable, and ultimately, it's not going to really give. It's not. It's obviously it's not giving. It didn't give them. It's like the stimulus. It's like the PPP loan. Yeah. It's like all of it's all of it is that same mindset where unless you got the bag and you figured out how to that how to make that bag keep flipping and keep going, then it's just going to, you just going to go in a circle and come back to where you started, you know? So it, that's just, that's just what it is. And like I said, I don't blame people for having that. It is what it is. But once you know better, you got to do better. You see yes. what I'm saying? That's just, that's just it. So, so I think, I guess my question is what I feel like it's mindset. And, but more importantly, like even before we get to mindset, we have to be able to identify it before we're back at square one. So like, 
I guess it's more of an upstream approach because my thing is, I remember for me, I was already an entrepreneur though, but during COVID I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go make this, but what am I going to do? Where am I going to reinvest it? And it had to be every dollar I made, because I already had some money saved. So every dollar I made, it had to return to me two or three times. And I didn't know how I was going to get it there, but I was not willing to go out, compromise myself, my family for a, a car or a bag or a, something that I didn't feel like I would have a return for, for me. And I think, I, and it goes back to your want more, work more. I think nurses don't realize you can have a lot of money or you can have a little money, but we always are going to make it work. I remember when mm -hmm. I was making $27,000 a year and I couldn't wait. I was, oh, if I could just make 40, I know my life is going to be better, right? That come from our mamas and our grandmamas and everybody before us that has made it work. Yeah. Like you yes. got to, you got to remember that too, though. But you know. Yes. Yes. That, that's very true. And so I guess then the, the starting point is financial literacy, just knowing that Everyone, I don't care if you're a nurse making 180,000, 200,000, 260, you still need that financial literacy. Is that would that be safe to say our first step should be? Yeah, so this is the thing. Um absolutely, you need the information, but also don't beat yourself up for not knowing it, right? So I think one of the most valuable skills that I brought from corporate America with me was my technical writing skills. And what technical writing allowed me to do and understand, and specifically editing technical writing, right? And understanding how, like the purpose behind technical, technical writing, which was to be as concise as possible and leave little room for like the imagination, so to speak. Right. Cause when you're making medication and, and auditing medication and stuff like that, um, you get audited by all these other countries. And so when you're writing, you can't write with these like Americanisms and stuff. It has to be super concise. And so I used to I used to work a lot of the time in what we call the war room. So I was doing audits and things like that. And so I brought technical writing into finance with me. And the first thing that I realized is that most of the books, most of the websites, most of the information on your, you know, all the top financial institutions, um, it's written in a way that is overwhelming to the average person. Okay. And when I say my technical writing skills really helped me develop She Building Her is because I'm really good at eliminating unnecessary words when I read, okay? And so I would read these books as 30 chapters. And I'm like, but we only have like three chapters worth of solid information here. Like if I really took a red pen out and crossed out everything that didn't need to be there, like it's really three chapters. And so then you start to think like, okay, well, if we only needed three chapters, why did you put it in 30? You know, and that's where, that's where I start to realize, like, I don't know if you've ever heard that um, phrase, um, if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. Like, I know Malcolm X repeated it. It might've been like in the Willie Lynch letter. So I don't know, somewhere, but it, it, that kind of sentiment started coming up for me. Like, I think this is by design. Because what you have to understand is with investments and, and the world of money and stocks and stuff, like the stock market was created to make people money. 
So I know a lot of times when we think about businesses, like, you know, for instance, when we're building a business, they say like attach it to a cause, you know, and if you attach it to a cause, it goes further and all these kind of things. And so a lot of times people think like the stock market, like making money is just the byproduct of the real thing that the stock market does. But the reality is the stock market was solely created to make people money. Like that is its sole job, right? And so if you have this thing that's only created to support making money and making people wealthy, and and there's a lot of people in there becoming wealthy from it, why would they really just give you the play, play by play on, you know, like on Fidelity's website or on a book that you can pick up at the library? Like, why would they just put it bare bones, super clear, super concise? Like, why would they do it? Because really, there's, it's not an accident that, you know, the top 1% holds most of the wealth in this country. Like these things are not by accident. They're more by design. And so when we talk about like understanding and having financial literacy, just understand that there are real things working against you learning it. You know, there's real things out there working against you learning it. So don't come into it like, oh my God, I'm so behind, you know, getting down on yourself and feeling like you should have did this and should have did that because the reality is there are forces actively working against you getting this information and they are working against you acquiring the level of wealth that you truly desire and deserve. So come in it. Yes, you need the financial literacy, but start in a place of understanding what the playing field is. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. That's powerful though, because to me, what how I translate that, especially as a nurse, is that, you know, we get overwhelmed and we get defeated before we even start. But basically what you're saying is it's not de- designed for you anyway, but you need to go in it with that. So don't feel, don't make yourself feel guilty for not knowing because that was the plan. <laughs> so the fact exactly. that you <laughs> I love that. Okay. It was designed to overwhelm so, you. Yes, exactly. And so I'm going to tell you what I know a few of my followers, people who are listening right now are going to say. They're going to say, of course you could, Star, because you're a microbiologist. And Dr. Jones has a PhD. And like everybody ain't that and everybody don't have all that. I'm telling you, I already know what they're going to say. And the reason why I know that is because I've been there. I I used to be that one that would be like, well, I was always trying to find a reason why somebody could do it and I couldn't because I wanted to get myself off the hook. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to talk to those people and tell them what are three things that they could do and that could help them begin this journey. If you have three tips, this is like their homework, too. But I really want you to talk to them. Those ones who are already like, of course, they could, you know, they out there. So talk to that person. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to do a little um, a little uh, what's it called? Like a little disclaimer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I talk to those people specifically, the information that I get, I give often gets me beat up on LinkedIn and stuff. Okay. Okay. By like, (laughs) by like the financial gurus and stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got you. And that's because as I said in the beginning, this is my live experience. Okay, I've been there. I've been super toxic with my money. I had a super unhealthy relationship with money. This is my lived experience that brought me to this place. Not because I went to, like you said, went to college for it and learned it and all this kind of, this is lived experience. 
So my first thing would be (laughs) stop trying to be debt free. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You might as well give me Especially the, what's his name? What's his name? What's his Ramsey? Ramsey? He gonna get you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the reason I say stop trying to be debt free is because if you're a person who has a slightly toxic relationship with money, which a lot of people do, okay, um, and you have like a ton of credit card debt or something, right? It didn't take you no time to get in credit card debt. And most people are in credit card debt because they're supplementing their income. So if you spend all this time trying to pay these credit cards back that ultimately you used because you didn't have enough money to afford your life, It's going to be really difficult to afford your life and then pay back that money. Okay. So that can take a very long time. It could be a a uphill battle. I know we see the planners and it's just like, just X this one out and put $500 in the envelope. And it's so easy. Just, you know, just highlight it. It, it, I understand that that's the thought process, but the reality is it don't work that way. Okay. So if you have debt and credit cards and all this stuff, I'm sure it's keeping you up at night. I'm sure it's stressing you out. I'm sure it makes it plays on your self-esteem and makes you feel bad and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. However, just start with investing first. Mm. Build your morale, build your self-esteem, build your confidence through doing something healthy with your money. Okay, acquiring assets let you build that muscle of like I can do this financially through investing. And I say invest, I'm saying investing in stocks because there's not a ton of ways to just grow your money, right? There's like venture capitalism, there's business, there's real estate, there's stocks. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Stocks has the lowest barrier of entry. You don't need a credit score to do it. You don't need savings to do it. You don't need to, you know, you don't need a lot of things to enter the stock market as you would to start investing in real estate. Or, you know, you don't need a full mindset shift like you would need in business. It's just a very low barrier of entry to get into the stock market. Okay. Mm -hmm. Start with investing $25. Right now, you know, the stock market is really volatile which some people are like, oh my God, stock market crash, this, that, recession. Mm -hmm. As a person who doesn't invest and hasn't acquired assets in that way, that should be music to your ears. Because what does that mean? That means Black Friday selling the stock market. If a goddamn stock market crash, that means everything going to be cheap. That's your perfect time to get in. Mm -hmm. You know, you let the big boys who got millions and billions of dollars be upset about the stock market crashing. You don't have no skin in the game. So if it crashes, it's all good because you get to go in there and pick up the pieces for very cheap. Okay. So the first thing would be just start investing. It could be $25 per paycheck, whatever it is. If you're thinking, oh my God, how do I pick a stock? Look around. What do you own? I own Apple products. Buy Apple stock. I go to Google for everything. Buy Google stock. You know, you you drive a, a Toyota or a Kia or a Mercedes, whatever you buy, Tesla, go look outside and see what you're driving. What's in your purse? What what kind of tissue do you buy? Everything that you have in your house has a correlating stock. 
Okay. Okay. So you will know it's a good investment because you spend your hard-earned money on it. If you buy Charmin toilet paper, then you know Charmin is probably making money because you spend your money on them. Mm, yeah. That's a good stock pick, right? So don't get all into like, oh, I need to be on the newest things. and uh, No, just go with the basics. Spend what you can based off your budget. Look around your house. See what you already put your money into. That means it's a good stock if you're spending your money on it. Okay? So that's the first thing. Build your morale and your confidence and, and all these things by doing something financially healthy. And that's investing. Okay? Mm-hmm. The second thing is, it's going to be hard, but you really have to dig deep and get rid of this skip to the good part mentality. (laughs) Okay. It's difficult, but it has to be done. Like I can talk about stocks all day and people are so drawn in because it's seductive. It's something, you know, but then I talk about budgeting and people like, you know, don't nobody want to hear about budgeting, (laughs) you know, but the reality is I tell people all the time, you scared of inflation, you scared of a recession, but it's just words. Cause if you was really scared of a recession or, or anything, you would be trying to figure out ways to tighten up your money, right? The easiest way to make money is by decreasing your expenses, but you don't even know what you can decrease out of your expenses. If you don't have a budget, which is just a list of your income and expenses, right? Right. A budget, it really is just something to keep in your back pocket to say, hey, if shit hits the fan, this is what I can cut out immediately and regain $500 into my household. Right. That's how you should be looking at a budget or a spending plan. It's really just there to have your back and give you some structure so that you're not spiraling out if something if something happens you got like okay let me go you know and then the third thing I think everybody needs to do is just sit down and write a list of 25 ways to make extra money and that comes from we should all be billionaires with Rachel Rogers the book I love her girl I love girl listen listen they know about her already on this channel because I always talk about her oh yes So just like she said, sit down and write a list of 25 ways to make extra money, right? So once you do that, once you understand and organize your money in terms of creating a budget, just write down your income and expenses and your due dates um, and then start investing in the stock market. Those three things seem like a big deal, but the reality is you can get all that done in a day, like literally one day. Can I can I make a recommendation for you, like maybe a workshop? Can you do? I, I'm bad at budgeting too. Look, I'm look, I'm telling my business, <laughs> girl, I don't like it. But I know I need to really. I budget for like my big stuff, but you know how you spend ten dollars here, twenty dollars there, fifty dollars there. You don't really budget for that. But I think it would be a great workshop mm-hmm. um, for you to have like a budgeting workshop. <laughs> Like, and just like a, you know, I don't know, maybe an hour, two hour session, you know, a little investment, but like, and we gonna, you gonna come out with like a budget and a real one that you can use. I think that would be great. Cause I know I do it. Cause your girl. You know what? I will, I will, I will. So this is the thing. I used to do those all the time. Oh, you did? Okay. And, And in my, in my membership, I meet with them every other Sunday live for a live budgeting session. So you're able to come in. 
I don't have an agenda. So I just help people do their budgets real time live twice a month. And I do that for that reason. Because sometimes you just need a space where everybody else is kind of working on the same task. So sometimes we just put on music. Some people people just ask questions. Sometimes I'm actively doing people's budgets in the sessions. But maybe I should like do something more to the public, a public facing something to support. Yeah. So I I can can do that. On your funnel too, like a low barrier of entry, you know, people want to see what you're working with first anyway, and then get them in. And yeah, but for me, I, child, that budget and stuff. Even when I didn't have money, I didn't, I wasn't the best at budgeting. And I think it's something that we should make a habit of though, because um, one of my coaches too is like, you don't, how are you going to know? Like, it's like, and I know that, right? But it's just, I budget for my business, but my personal life, that's the challenge for me. So, but yeah, I think that would be, be a great idea. I love those exercises, you guys. Those are three things that you could do right now. And I like that you said, look around what you spend on. And like, if we don't know nothing else, we know when the pandemic happened, toilet paper, <laughs> people was buying that. <laughs> I don't, I still don't understand that part, but they was buying that and we know food. So like, mm-hmm. it's something to think about you guys um, when it comes to investing. And I, and I like how you said, skip to the good part. And to me, and that's something that I, I often say, I don't say skip to the good part, but I say imperfect action. Like you, you have mm-hmm. to take imperfect action. If you are waiting for things to be perfect and the perfect time, it's never going to come. I promise you. There's always yeah. going to be a hiccup. There's always going to be something you could be doing, something you could be spending your money on. You just do it. And I promise you, it will work out. But if you don't take a step, then you're agreeing to continuing on the route that you're going, which is more of the same. And honestly, Star, I don't know if you have any like official like um, numbers on this, but the my, this is just my personal opinion. I feel like our retirement age is going to end up being 75 by the time we get old enough to get even retirement. So like you really need to make sure you're securing yourself for your future self. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, and that's, you know, they, they're threatening every other day, you know, social security and they like, they're threatening so many aspects. Like literally, if you don't just really, like, if you don't at least learn the bare minimum about your own retirement and what you need to do right now to support yourself later, um, it's, it's, you're going to run into a, a real problem. And I tell people all the time, people are always like, well, I contribute to my, you know, 401k, 403b, whatever the case is. Um, you know, they don't understand how if you try to retire with $500,000, people are like, oh, great. And I'm like, $500,000 is literally a $24,000 annual salary for a retiree. Like, can you live off of $2,000 a month? For real, for real. You know, like, it's it's a it's just a lot going on there and then not to mention that most people don't realize that you're going to end up wiping out your retirement account at some point before you retire and that's going to be to put a down payment on a house help a child pay for uh, a wedding and to help a child pay for um education expenses those are the three times that people end up wiping out their retirement account before they retire you know usually it happens around like 50 
for like late forties, early fifties. Um, and then they just like, well, I still have another 15 years, you know, to work and rebuild or repay or whatever. Um, so you, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fickle, dangerous, dangerous game out there. So you knowing that you can invest as little as $500 a month and it can make you a millionaire by retirement. It's like, that should be something on everybody's to-do list. I need a part two to this. I'm sorry. I need more. <laughs> I want to talk about kids. I want to talk about setting our kids up right. Like we need to do another one of these because I don't want it to go too long, but I need more. So we, I'm already going to let you know that we need another one because it's just so much that people, and it's the, it's incremental. I was, I'm reading this book right now. It's called um, 10X is Better Than 2X by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And he uses the example of the, and I don't, this is used in some other books too, but he talks about um, the this plane in um, Antarctica or somewhere like that. And they go on a, like a, a voyage to like explore some of the glaciers and all that. And so apparently they're, measurements are like the degree was off by one degree or two degrees on their journey. And because of that, they were uh, like so many miles away, like 20 something miles away from where they were supposed to be. Now Mm. it was the small incremental, like just a two degree difference that led them to a whole different destination. And so essentially they ended up crashing into a, um, a mountain because the clouds and the mountains were like, looked like it was just all in one and they crashed and everyone perished on the flight. But the point of that is it's those incremental changes, like just $500 could change what your life looked like in the next 30 years when your time to retire. A lot of people think they have to have all this money invested and all of this money, but it's the small incremental changes that can lead to the big change at the end and for me that's what my takeaway is from this too like and people will be like well where are you supposed to get five hundred dollars like if you don't have five hundred dollars then you really need to be investing five hundred (laughs) dollars because what do you think it's gonna look like in 20 years 30 years when you start to slow down what do you think Mm -hmm. it's gonna look like like the, the to me and this could be you know my entrepreneurial mind too you're losing more by not acting. You're losing more by not taking action than you even realize. That $500, that's what you pick up that extra shift for so that you can contribute. That's, that's where you want more work more. You want more when you retire, pick up that extra shift and put it into that. Don't pick it in, put it into buying your kids them new shoes that they're going to wear for 30 days and want the next new ones because those are old. We're not doing that, you know? And I just think and that you know to what me else? is huge for us. Go ahead. You, I was just going to say, you know what else? Just remember that it's your money. So a lot of times people get caught up with this idea of investing because they're like, well, I can't afford it. You know, I can't afford it. I can't afford it or whatever the case is. And I always tell people like, do I want you to keep the money in the stock market forever? Yes, I do. Like, I won't <laughs> lie about that. But. Ultimately, it's your money. I told you when I first transitioned, I would sell stock off just to use it as like a bonus and take my family on vacation. Had I kept those stock from then, that shit would be worth so much more today. But I, it was my money and I used it in a way that that supported my life in the moment. So don't get caught up like if you put it in there, it's just gone. 
Like, no, you get the 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 return on top of it, the money you make on top of it, you get that back. But you also get the principal amount back. You know, it's your money. Yeah. So if you ever get into a tight spot, just think of it as like a really, really accelerated savings account. Because you can always pull the money out if you need it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's all good. I love that. I love that. And honestly, that's something that I think we forget, too, because they think it's like locked away and they can't get access to it. But <laughs> worst you case scenario, you made a little money, you had to pull it out, but you can, you know, build it back up. And I, I love that because I, too, thought that I definitely did not know that until I started learning more about it. So this yeah. has been an amazing start. Thank you so, 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 so much. Um, I do want everyone to know how to connect with you. And for those who are serious, y'all know action takers are money makers. Success loves speed. I'm always tell you guys that. So if you feel like, if you know, daggone well, that in the net you are not prepared to retire, or for, <laughs> if something happened to you and you got sick today, you would not be able to sustain, you need to be investing. So Star, I want you to tell them how they can connect with you and also what your um, what programs you have already that they can jump into to help get them on track. Absolutely. So um, first, my company name is She Building Her. So you can find me online. My website is shebuildingher.com. You can find me. I'm the most active um, social media wise on Instagram. And that's at shebuildingher underscore CA. Um, so that's where you can really find me like in the DMs and stuff. Like if you hit me up on like, I don't know, Facebook, Twitter, these kind of things, even TikTok, it'll be a while before you hear back because I'm not super active there. But um, so that's that's the the easiest way to contact me. Um, also, you can, if you have a specific question from this episode, you can email me star at shebuildingher.com. Um, and then for my offers, I have two offers. Um, I have a in-person experience called Road to One Million. So that's happening this year um, on October 14th and 15th in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm doing it a little bit. <laughs> I'm doing it a little bit different this year. Um, because it's a two day event. Usually it's just a one day event where, um, I bring in 10 women and it's basically like a one day, super accelerated, like luxurious boot camp because we do everything. I, we do everything together. Like I, you know, it's, it's more of a done with you situation versus a do it yourself situation. And so we do create your budget and your spending plan. And then we, in, in, we, we create your, um, stock investment strategy, we open up your accounts. We pick all the stocks. Like you leave with oh, a wow. stock market. <laughs> yeah, you leave with a whole investment strategy that will make sure you have at least a million dollars at retirement. Um, and then we also dabble into during Road to One Million. We also open up our crypto. Uh, you open up a crypto account, things like that. I'm money is a whole world and ecosystem on its own. And so I, re I really just create this foundation for you, for you to build on. And I just give you all the tools. And it's kind of like, if you follow this plan, you'll have at least a million dollars. If you get super interested after you leave and want to do more, then you'll just have well more than a million dollars, you know? Um, and then day two of Road to a Million this year, I have a bunch of other experts coming in and I'm inviting all my um, previous Road to One Million attendees because it's kind of a closed um, situation, a closed um, group, I guess you can say, because it's only 10 women each year. Um, but I'm having some experts come in to talk to you about insurance, to talk to you about estate planning, to talk about contracts, to talk about um, real estate, 
um, investing in, in the Ohio market. Um, just a bunch of people coming in that are wealth builders and like really alpha type women who are like movers and, and doers. And so I feel like that environment just breeds wealth and, and abundance. So that's Road to a Million. That's, an, that's October 14th and 15th. Um, I think I have four seats left for that. And then I have um, the STAR Method, which is my online community, and it's a personal finance membership. And there is more of a, um, a, a DIY approach. And so we have things like a stock market boot camp. There's tons of um, pre-recorded stuff in there. You get um, an investment. Um, uh, you get an investment report every other month that tells you exactly what stocks to invest in for that month. We do a bi-monthly conference call. We have guest experts come in and talk about different things, crypto, insurance. Again, we do live. Um, budgeting sessions. We do a bunch of stuff inside of the STAR method. This is more of a community um, for women to start investing, continue investing. And then also, you know, your network network is your net worth. So it's really to put you in touch with other women, like-spirited and like-minded women. Um, and then you all kind of can go on this wealth building um, journey together through the STAR method. Listen, I, I'm supposed to be attending the October event. So if you guys want to see me I'm going to be there and I'm actually going to put it on my calendar because I'm excited about being able to plan out my, I haven't really sat down and done this. I just have money in stocks, money in this, but like strategizing and being in the room, you guys is so powerful and necessary. If you want to get to the next level, you never know who you're going to meet in these rooms. Um, so I'm a big proponent of networking. So you guys, if you're not able to attend and star says she's only has four spots. So if you're not able to attend, make sure you get in with her. What is the name of it again? Star with your, um, road to 1 million is the in-person experience. And then you're on the, on the, the star method the star method you guys make sure you connect at the star method if you are not investing in yourself every single month just understand that you are adding time that you're going to have to work at your old age and you still may not be able to afford the current lifestyle you guys we have to get serious about this so again star thank you so much for joining us i appreciate you for sharing all the value we will have a number two though just so <laughs> we have to because we haven't talked about the four kids so, um, um, hello. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, guys. And until next time, you guys, don't forget, don't gatekeep. Always share, share, share with your fellow nurse buddies or anyone who you think can find value in our Nurse Boss podcast shift because our, our whole intention is to transform what nursing looks like and how we can generate more revenue and monetize our license. Until next time, you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did and most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.